more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Five minutes after six here on High Tide. The uh, forecast for offshore Broken Bay to Port Hacking. That was a big... Uh, Variable 10 knots becoming southerly, 15 to 20 knots in the early afternoon. Seas around 1 metre, increasing to 1.5 inshore during the afternoon. Small will be southeasterly around 1 metre, Mr Blake. That's good. Okay, we're going up to Duff Salamander Bait and Tackle. Salamander Way, Salamander Bay, Coles Express Service Station, 498 20711. There you go, Matt. Morning, happy Sunday, chaps. Um, What's happening down there in Sydney, sunny Sydney? It's sunny this morning. We had a little storm last night, but it was. Uh, other than that, it's been good. We've got Pete Sayer in with us. It is. Uh, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Uh, who, well, which one of the three of you brought the breakfast then? No, no breakfast this morning. Might go and have a bite afterwards. I think so. Oh, very civilised. There'll be an early opener down there around there somewhere. Where, whereabouts are you around there? The casino area, aren't you? Yeah, we're right up at the casino. Oh, I know where you'll be going for No. Breakfast. <laughs> no, no, no Kieran's away. Little French patisserie. You have a croissant, a cup of coffee, um, no, latte. Like, thank you, latte. Latte. Oh, no, that's <laughs> not so. coffee. Come on, people. Um, it is uh, quite good weather conditions up here. It was a little bit of wind and rain around yesterday morning, but it seems to have. I think what you said later on. There's a little southerly puff coming through later on, but it's a couple of knots from the south, and it's uh, quite nice. Hopefully, um, a bit warmer today than it was yesterday. What have we got in the diary? What's um, Tony left. Oh, well, first of all, did the horse tips win by any chance? One of them did. I know that. And oh, okay. the punters club got up, but I'm not sure about the others. No, uh, we're still all at work, so uh, not didn't win enough. Um, no, so Flathead. Now I've got some good reports on Flathead. Um, Pete's been getting some nice Flathead around Bagnall's Beach on the high tide change, just on soft plastics there. Um, it was a it was a motor oil coloured. I don't know, shrimp. Look, you could use various types of plastics down there. I'd stick with that particular colour or something close to it, if possible, if that's working. The accent of the lure could be varied. Um, a little bit of weed down there, so you could try the weedless or semi-weedless hook, so you're not gathering as much weed down there. But some um, up to 85 centimetres and all released, obviously. And he said he's got a lot down around there. Android would reserve around the 50 to 60 centimetre mark, too. He lets them all go. So um, if you wanted to feed a flathead, and remember, it's one over 70, the Dusky, so um, sorry, I'll take that back, it's, you can't take anything over 70 I got that wrong, people, so when it comes to the Dusky Flathead, um, nothing over 70, you've got to release those bigger ones That's right, it's um, a slot limit Yes, that's right, yeah, so yes, I'm glad I clarified that I'm thinking about the old days um, and then, and there's plenty more of them around but the avid Flathead fishermen that used to target them quite regularly, even before they brought that in, they'd let those ones go over probably about 60 more or less um, now, there's some whiting on the open beaches. They've sort of started to appear. I even went fishing the other day and got a few. So um, the ruby seems to be going quite well for them. Um, Fingal Bay, I've heard, up around the spit. The southern end of Box Beach also is worth a crack. One mile's worth a try, too. So, look, beachworms are the way to go there, whether preserved or live. The guys tried a few yabbies. They just didn't work that well. So I'd stick this time of year, beachworms all the way through until, ooh, until the mullet run, basically. So when you change over to your crustaceans for the brim. But um, there, are the, there is the odd brim as well in the mix, um, but the whiting, some of them are in real good condition. And um, I mean, the ones I brought back, the biggest ones are about 38 centimetres. I measured them, and they're a good fish. So um, uh, it's worth having a crack down there. Plenty of worms down on both uh, the Bruby and Fingal Spit, if, as there is on Box Beach, if you want to have a try. That's something different. Fun to catch the bait. A bit frustrating, the old worming, but when you get the hang of it, it's just like golf, so you'll be right. Um, and it's worth having a try anyway, especially coming up into the summertime when you've got the kids up here on holidays, going to pump yabbies or try and catch the worms. It's an activity in itself, so just as much fun as catching the old fish sometimes. What did we have outside yesterday? Uh, Peter Silcock got a couple of pan-sized reds at um, Single Island there, just um, on the drift with fish baits in the washers. Uh, a few of the guys there tell me they got some trag at the 21 and the V-Reese yesterday as well. Um, so those are quite nice eating fish, a little less subtle than dewfish to flavour-wise. They don't grow as big, of course. Um, speaking of dewfish, a couple of reports from the main break wall of dewfish being taken on, uh, live baits there and the, and the tide change from the past week. Um, and the southern end, down Stockton end of Stockton Beach, getting some dewfish down there on big soft plastic rubber tail things and, um, and live bait down there as well. Not many reports. I spoke to one of the commercial crab guys last night, actually, 
Um, and he, um, when we went for dinner at the Old Fish House Club, and he um, said not so much on the crab front. So they're not seeing a lot coming through at this stage too, and they target the mud crabs. But look, fingers crossed, he said it was a reasonably dry year, so they're, they're confident that we might get a good run of crabs this year because we're probably, three, the last three years have been a little bit rubbish. Um, lobster's a bit slow on the old lobster front, so, and it's something that might fire up as well. So, fingers crossed. I know Nev's getting some nice prawns outside of the bite, and um, and the Hunter River prawns are kicked off there, so um, it's it's worth something to consider too. The Morrow Lake prawns haven't heard much, but uh, they might need a bit of, bit of decent dump of rain up there to push them out. So, um, there you go. All in all, um, shaping up to be. I think it's going to be a warm summer, so hopefully that's the case, and. Uh, Hopefully we have more reports of more summer species getting caught when we talk next week. Sounds good to me. And what time yeah. are you open till today? I beg your pardon? What time are you open till today? Uh, two o'clock, Alan, on, um, on Sundays, because okay. I might even go fishing. Oh, I thought um, you'd go to church. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm Catholic, I'm meant to. Uh, I can just go once a year and put more okay. money in the plate. I think I can even up that way. Okay. Um, uh, would you like to know the petrol prices? They've sort of come yes, down please. Could be a bit depressing. I don't know. Unleaded one ninety four point nine, V power two seventeen point nine, diesel two oh five point nine, and the fancy diesel that Alan uses is uh, two point two one four point nine. Uh, diesel came down a bit, I think, during the week. They have I don't know what it's like in Sydney if that's comparative or not. Yeah, no, it's coming down a little bit, which is good. Yeah. Well, it'd be nice because everything else is not. But you have a um, have a great week there, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you next Saturday morning. Okay. Thanks, Matt. No worries. Bye for now. Matt from Duff Salamander Bait and Tackle. Salamander Way, Salamander Bay. Well, I, I tell you, he said, um, you know, that the prices are a bit um, depressing. Compared to what they are in Sydney, they're nothing. And yeah, they're coming back. I saw a um, letter than 174 yesterday. I was listening to, uh, uh, probably about two months ago, before I had my teeth out, I was listening to, to SM on the way home, and uh, I forget who was on, but they were talking about uh, the petrol prices. And they were... You know, there were people ringing in from all over New South Wales. You know, ridiculous. I paid, you know, two dollars nine for fuel. I'm like, two dollars nine. We're paying two twenty four on. You know, like, on. You, hang on. You live in the northern beaches, but uh, yeah, what does that mean? It's a, it's cheaper to go from Kernel to Newcastle than it is from Kernel to the northern beaches. I know. Yeah, the the prices of fuel over in the Solomons got a bit ridiculous at times. What are um, you paying there? Uh, I got a calculator back, but we're paying about two dollars eighteen a, a litre for diesel. Mm. Um, but uh, one of the problems was we wanted to put on about 5,000 litres there about just a bit of a top up and it all had to come out of 44 gallon drums with a person oh. just winding the handle <laughs> but how, you think back you look at photos and stories of the Second World War filling up Catalinas and things like that they were using 4 gallon drums yeah. to fill these things up putting hundreds and hundreds of gallons on there mm-hmm. think of the work involved in that try and give that to someone now and refuel and take out of that they'd laugh at you yeah the other thing they got when needed some petrol there to run the outboards and uh, we took over the jerry cans. And the jerry cans are only three quarters, three quarters full with 20 litres in it. <laughs> <laughs> so I chatted them over and they said, look, you know, we put it into a jug. So they pump it out for 44 into a jug and then pour it in. And they were filling it up to five quarts, not five ah, litres. Five US quarts, yes. <laughs> so I said to them, oh, this isn't right. So, oh, oh okay. So they then decided, all right, we'll, we'll give you the full amount. But it still wasn't full. <laughs> I don't know where they got these containers made. <laughs> they, uh, they tried to tell me, oh, they're, 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 old, they're old jerry cans and they swell. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> we'll take a break. It's the high tide and the super network. On 2SM and the Super Network, Talking Sport. Oh, what I call the Talking Sport Melbourne Cup. What's the distance? 100 metres, no handicap conditions. Seriously, old blokes and calves and hammies, it, it's uh, just nut. Graham, no. I'm not spending the night in hospital, no. No chance. There goes your market, Honda, all right? Oh, jeez, I don't know, have to invent something else now. That went down the tube for the world, didn't it? Weekdays from three. Simplest way is, you know, in the 80s, 90s and early 2000s, everything was like you've done cocaine. Or you've done this, or you've done that. And these days, they run around with the. Oh no, no, he's, it's uh, metabolite the benzaloxaline. <laughs> oh really? Okay. Jesus. Can I just quickly send a cheerio to? Uh, not that he's listening, because he runs the London Stock Exchange. Michael Liner, great Wallaby former. Um, just pulling that one out. Uh, Michael Liner running the London Stock Exchange. He does. He's a CEO. Um, so it's a fair job. Wonder why we call him the top. Anyway, thirteen, twelve, sixty-nine. Talking sport. Who am I?
I make you laugh and sometimes cry. I'm there when you wake up and by your side each day. You can take me anywhere. I've been connecting communities for longer than you've been alive. Oh, and this year, I'm marking 100 years of providing Australians with laughs, news, sport and great music. I am Australian Radio. 100 years and just getting started. Thanks for listening. Brain tumour, migraine, dementia. Have you or someone you love been touched by a brain disorder, disease or injury? Help the ones you love by donating to research today. Visit brainfoundation.org.au. If you'd like more control over how your super is invested, Choice Plus is the Host Plus investment option that puts you in control. Invest directly in the ASX 300 ETFs or term deposits with their easy-to-use online platform, complete with real-time online share trading and the latest market information. More control over how your super is invested. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited, general advice only. Consider the Host Plus PDS and Team D at hostplus.com.au before making a decision. Search Host Plus Choice Plus today. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1800 805 366 or go to view.org.au. If you're looking for the best aged care for your mum or dad, Widden is the answer. Learn about Widden's unique wellbeing programs, superb food and dining, and award-winning relationship-based care at widden.com.au. News, sport, talk. 2SM 12.69. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. 17 minutes after six here on High Tide. Good to have the pleasure of your company this morning. And I'm referring to Alan Blake and Peter Sayer who are in the studio. Melinda Pavey, who's joining us online. Good morning. Uh-oh, press the button. You there? Good morning. Good morning. morning. How are we, Mel? I'm really well, except for this horrible catbird out the front of our house. Yeah. He's been, you know, talking to the world since about four o'clock this morning. He winds <laughs> the dog up, and it's just the most awful sound. Well, it's part of the benefit of living in the bush. It is, but I don't know, this, this cat bird comes back. I think it must be summer, as I haven't heard him for a few months, and now he's back, and uh, and here to cause havoc. But talking about birds, the neighbours next door, um, there's three of us that live in a row on this street. Anyway, um, uh, our Brian, one of our older neighbours, he's got a big chook pen. We decided yesterday we're all going to get some chooks for summer and uh, put them in Brian's already made pen, but we have to make sure that Jasper's dog can't to the pen because he's got in there once before and we've had to give some um, uh, rib burials to a few of those um, those chickens. <laughs> was it a burial or a cremation? It was actually, <laughs> um, I think I would have half cremated burial. them and eaten the rest. It was a naval burial, but Jasper's such a great dog, he jumped in after the chook and brought it back to me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Anyway. How's it, how's it all? I've enjoyed listening to the program and learning much about the Solomon Islands. What a fascinating place. And, and it's good that you're doing the patriotic duty for Australians, reminding our support um, to, the, to the communities of the Solomon Islands, Peter. Well, we do our best over there, and um, it's, it is something that needs to be picked up on. Uh, if you don't tell people uh, that what aid Australia is giving and the like, uh, people forget very quickly. Um, and if you take some netballs and some uh, uh, and some rugby league balls, that's a, that's a better even way to get We took a lot of balls and stuff like that over there, some writing paper, some uh, uh, school books, that sort of stuff. Um, what I should have taken was more uh, charts for classrooms like times tables and the alphabet and that sort of stuff. Um, they would have been easier to, dis- to distribute because you can only carry so many tonne of books on board. 
um, but certainly things like uh, like tennis balls, uh, soccer balls. Um, but didn't actually take any footballs over there, to be honest, or rugby league balls, which we're going to look at. Um, but all that sort of stuff was so greatly appreciated. And um, uh, my wife took some stuff over there for some of the, the teenage girls that didn't have much um, and helped them out a fair bit. Um, the well, We have to be careful here uh, with what's going on. I'm going to get a little bit political here. Um, but the Chinese are very good at going over and handing out aid packages to teenage kids. And in there is uh, uh, things like a toothbrush, a hairbrush, um, uh, some rice and a little shoulder bag that they carry all this stuff around in. And they carry that around very proud. And outside of the political avenue, Australia isn't seen to do that. Um, mm. And we should. And they've got some... Um, they haven't got much of a source of income over there. Uh, when I say major income, they, they don't really export very much or anything that I know of. Um, but they have um, a very fertile soil. And um, that is, to, to be self-sufficient, I think the sort of thing Australia should be doing is sending over horticulturists, farmers and the like, and saying, look, you've got all this farming area here. This product would work or that product might not work. Um, and I, I think that's the aid that we really should be um, uh, putting over into the Solomons. I did spend a fair bit of time um, there talking to a uh, retired Speaker of the House in Parliament, and um, uh, he was pretty much in agreement that um, things need to be changed. I won't go right into it, but uh, um, the yachts that travel over there, they spread goodwill everywhere they go. Um, and uh, without an exception, um, I found that uh, we were educating the people when we got in there as to, to what we do and where we go. And a lot of the theory there was don't trust the white man. Um, but certainly from the yachting community, that's something that they, they're starting to do while we're there. Uh, you can't trust the white man. Um, yeah, it was very educational for me. I think we need to send uh, Mel over there for a couple of weeks on a goodwill tour. There we Actually, go. I was meant to go and play netball with the parliamentary side a couple of years ago, but I couldn't get there. Um, but that, that's the sort of thing that we were doing, getting to know the young women and um, supporting them and sending over uniforms. And I know a lot of charity groups and a lot of work happens throughout Australia, even um, sending books up to Papua New Guinea. It's, uh, it, it is very, very important that... Establish deeply those relationships, and you know, with the agricultural visas, when we have workers coming over. To your point, Peter, you know, create the relationships and the support to send those agronomists back, and um, and, and and some better self-sufficiency. Yep, Mel, hang on a minute. We'll take a break and come back because we've got Michael Corboy online, I think, as well. Excellent. Inflation has hit seven point eight. Interest rates have increased by another point two five percent. Let's focus on the number one. One is powerful. One act of kindness can produce a flood of joyful tears. And one dollar means two meals for someone doing it tough. Donate at foodbank.org.au One dollar donated is two meals created. Donate at foodbank.org.au Relax and unwind before you take off when you stay overnight at Ridges Gold Coast Airport Hotel. Located just a minute's walk to the terminal and a five-minute stroll to the beach, Ridges Gold Coast Airport Hotel is your perfect home away from home. Enjoy a sundowner and meal at Ridges Rooftop Bar with views along the Gold Coast beaches and the hinterland. Visit ridges.com or you can call... Zero seven five six one nine eight one nine eight. From sailboats to yachts to jet skis, Finance Easy offer leisure craft loans with flexible repayments to suit your budget and lifestyle. And they give you an answer within 24 hours. They've taken the hassle out of borrowing money for your new pride and joy, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Applying is easy. Visit the website and provide a few details. Go to financeeasy.com.au or call one 003 Australian Credit Licence Number 392182. With 20 tab trucks across New South Wales and plenty of greyhound racing action daily, thedogs.com.au is the home for everything greyhound racing. Watch all New South Wales greyhound racing live, plus view on-demand replays and get expert form analysis and tips on every race. The 
Black Book function allows you to add your chosen dogs and trainers to let you know when they're running next and update you with their results. It's the one-stop shop for greyhound racing. Visit thedogs.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Cobram Estate is the most awarded Australian extra virgin olive oil. And this summer, let Cobram Estate be the hero when entertaining family and friends. Cobram Estate extra virgin olive oil is fresh and full of flavour. Perfect for roasting, frying, baking, dressing salads and for dipping bread. Make your food taste even better this summer with a little help from Cobram Estate. Premium quality, great tasting and a versatile healthy alternative. Buy in store at all major retailers. Peters of Kensington's Bridal Registry Service has been the first choice for couples for nearly 40 years. Peters offers an Australian-wide registry service, not just for weddings, but for any occasion. With their legendary customer service, years of experience and huge range, finding that perfect gift for your big day couldn't be easier. Visit Peters of Kensington, 57 Anzac Parade, Kensington, or organise your registry online at petersofkensington.com.au. Why in the world would you shop anywhere else but Peters of Kensington? Two SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on Two SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Welcome back to High Tide. Alan Grant and Peter Sayer in the studio. We've got Mel Pavey online. Now, Mel, would you like to introduce Michael Corboy? Well, we had Michael with us last week, and uh, he was heading down to the forty. 40- that's right, the 24th Yamaha Cod Classic at Lake Marwala, um, uh, a, a fishing comp that he and his family, and particularly his dad, Phil Corboy, had had uh, a very big part in. And so we were going to get a rundown of the the comp and um, a little bit more on Phil, the the cod fish that, um, that came back to life. And Philip, wasn't it? Yeah, Philip the, the codfish. Yeah. yeah. Morning, Michael. Good morning, Everyone, how are you today this morning from the mighty Murray? <laughs> We're good. How'd the fishing comp go? Well, it's um, running till conditions officially about 11 o'clock today, but everyone's been out on Friday and on yesterday. And uh, look, there's been a few cod caught. We, we caught two or three yesterday, but uh, most of ours were undersized, so we had to throw them back. Being undersized, that means they're about 45 centimetres. You have to have 55, so they're still, still quite substantial fish, but. Um, um, there has been a few caught. It was a bit dirty yesterday. It rained in the morning, in the morning, and it got a bit windy in the afternoon. So, but there's, there's been a few caught. And uh, yesterday we had um, we had uh, a good night down doing all the raffles. There's actually there was five boats up for um, for raffle last night, which wow. is all courtesy of the sponsors and everything. It's a really big concern, and um, I was quite happy that my son won one of the boats. <laughs> the weekend. What sort of Very boats good. were they? Uh, they're they're um, they're uh, Yamaha. Yes. Um, they're all Yamaha with Yamaha motors, and uh, they're all marked up in the Cod Classic colours. And and um, there's there's boats that go to the best junior fishermen, and the, and whoever catches a cod goes in the draw for it as well. And and uh, but they have a an early entry um, prize, which which is what was my son won, which was handy. So he didn't have to catch a fish to win it, which is even better. <laughs> That's good. Did you head down yeah, with a tow bar on your car, Michael? <laughs> uh, yes, I've got I've got my car on the tow bar at the moment, so my bike on my boat on the tow bar at the moment. So we uh, we might have to leave it down here and use it when we come down on holidays. So, but uh, no, it was a good night all round, and it's been it's been a, another successful fishing comp. Look, these things are really good for local football clubs that raise the money to you know to keep good players in the town and, and get good coaches. So it really is a good cause, and and uh, it really benefits the town as well. If there's two two thousand two hundred entrants and there's boats as far as the eye can see all over the lake yesterday, so that's so it's been good for the town. Two thousand two hundred entrants. That's a good big fishing yeah. comp. <laughs> I think it's the biggest inland fishing competition in Australia at the moment. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And I think catching some fish is even better. Oh yeah, it was, we were a bit worried uh, early on. We were out for a while and never even got a bite. But uh, once the wind died down in the middle of the day, it, uh, it came back really well and. And uh, I think we'll find today, we, when the fishing part of the composition finishes, that uh, there'll be some really good, good, good quality cod caught. Now, now are they catch and release. Are they put them on a brag mat yep. and take photos. Is that how they do it? Yeah. So, so uh, it's, it's all catch and release, uh, except for the except for the uh, European carp. Yes. That's catch and throw in a garbage bin. 
Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's all um, it's all photographs and, and released back into the lake. So, which is which is really good for the for the restocking the lake. And um, of course, if you want to take one yourself to, to take home and uh, have, a, have a have a feed, if it's legal, well, that's fine as well. But everyone everyone takes photos and and they go in the in the, in the drawers, final drawers today. Oh, that's good. Okay, thank you for that, and uh, let us know next week uh, what won it, what how big it was. Yes, and. Uh, and also, we've, we've, Mel, we've solved the uh, mystery of Big Phil. So he was uh, trying to get back into the lake from the Murray River through the weir when he was found again uh, just before I spoke to you last week. Um, happy to say that he was uh, released alive and well back into the lake. So he's out there swimming around trying to evade people all today as well. <laughs> Peter, for those who didn't hear last week, this fish had got through the weir and was in the lower part of it and was trying to swim back in to get back into the lake again. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a ladder. Very appropriate. An eight years prior, he had a million tag on him. Didn't yeah, he was tagged yeah, fish. That's right. oh, yeah. They left the tag on him, so... Uh, with a bit of luck, we'll, in eight years' time, we'll, we might find him again and see how much he's grown. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Michael, thank you very much for your time this morning. Oh, great chatting to you all, and um, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll catch up later, Mel. All right. Cheers, Michael. Good to talk. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. There you go. That was quite interesting. 2,200 participants. What, did they start the weigh in March and it'll finish just before <laughs> December? <laughs> Holy Toledo. Think of how many boats are out there, too. Yeah. But it's great for the town. Yeah. That's what it's all about. It's, um, it's the part of the economy. Uh, and Mel, the poly should take notice when you get 2,200 people into competition. There's a lot of votes out there. Mm. Well, there certainly is. And um, I love the idea that, you know, you, you mightn't have got, you mightn't catch the biggest fish, but he's caught a pretty good boat to take to, to be. Uh, oh, that's right. But, <laughs> but look, all the comps we've been involved with, the major prize is normally for entering or participating, going back to the way and not necessarily catching the fish. That stops some of the scoundrels from doing the wrong thing. Yeah, that's a, a good move there, yeah, because there's a lot of, a lot of scoundrels out there. Yes. <laughs> but it also shows you the seriousness of um, their football clubs. Oh, yeah. You know, Michael making the point, you know, they pay their coaches and they pay a lot of their players in those Victorian um, and New South Wales football leagues. So it's a pretty serious comp down there. And yeah. they've also got very good netball side with the Mawala um, ASL side. There you go. Got to get the netball side in. I'm good, glad to see the... Then. Got to see the girls got their pay their pay deal done with the association. Uh, yes. Oh, that's good. I haven't caught up with that. That's yeah. been going on a bit long. Yes. Yeah. Not uh, very good. What else you been up to? I've got patrol in a couple of hours, so I've uh, got to get ready to. It's our monthly patrol, and then we won't have patrol probably until Boxing Day. So it's a beautiful day, beautiful sunrise. Um, so it'll be nice to be on the beach and hopefully a few people down there. The nippers will be on, so we help them get around the, the flags and then um, do their waves. And, and sometimes it's quite fun, or well, sort of fun, to swim out with the kids, some of the littler kids, like eight or nine, going out and, and going around the, the, the barrel. It's quite a frightening exercise. Okay. And you, you just sort of you swim with them to give them the confidence and encourage them along. Okay, which beach will you be at? We'll be at Hungry Head at Yurunga. Hungry Head at Yurunga. There you go. Yeah. Otherwise, all is good. The countryside's looking amazing. I got to travel between um, the Manning Valley and up through Kempsey and and all that part of the world over the the last week. And, you know, it's amazing what a few inches of rain can do to, to turn things around. Yeah, that's good. Okay, Mel, thank you very much for your time this morning. And we'll chat to you next weekend. Cheers, fellas. Thanks. Okay, bye. Yeah, bye, Bob. Melinda Pavey. She's right on the ball, but she's into all the, the local stuff and yeah. that surf patrol. Yeah, it's, it's good to see that um, the people that, or politicians, that get out amongst the people. Oh, she's an ex politician now. Yeah, it's still, they've, got, they've yeah, still got their contacts in the there. You know. the um, is, is there any such thing as an ex politician? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's very hard for any politician who leaves politics not to have an opinion yeah. on yes. what follows. Yeah. And quite often I think people might look back and give their opinion later and it it gets its mark on the board. She's one lady. I do respect her opinion. That's nice. That's nice. That is. Should we go to Mr. Burt? No. No? No. What do you mean no? Is he up? At 5.30 in the morning up there. nice. Well, what's he going to do for the weather for us? Is he going to make it any better? We'll find out. Paul Burt, good morning. 
God, never sleep. <laughs> <laughs> never sleep. Good Always morning, man. You boys. Hang on, let me rephrase that. Always dreaming about, you know, waking up to do this. That's <laughs> <laughs> better. <laughs> hey, Pete Sayer, how are you, mate? Long time no speak. Yeah, on top of the world, actually. You've um, been overseas a fair bit and cruising around the coast and living life, um, living life on the water. Good on you, mate. Good on you. It's, uh, you know, it's, um, it's, a, it's a, great, um, a great lifestyle, isn't it, really? You can do it. Absolutely gorgeous. Hey, it's a bit of a... Uh, bit of a low starting to spin up there off of that monsoonal yeah it's over late. there off the, uh, up far north isn't it yeah. at the moment uh, in a f- few days or a few almost a week's time there's a, a low developing over the Solomon Islands actually where, where I've come from yeah. but um, and it's yeah. going to track its way I believe in Paul would know better than I would but uh, I think it's going to this one's going to track its way to the southwest and um, yeah. I don't know where it's going to stop to be honest no, I think it's going to roll past everyone. I think it's going to, uh, you know, at this stage here, it looks as though it's going to, you know, come to, come in sort of close to the coastline just north of Bundaberg and then uh, and then just stay parallel to the coast and get all the way down towards Aladala. Like, yeah, not required at 1770. We don't need it there. There's no problem. Thank you. <laughs> well, you're not going to... The only thing you'll get there, obviously, uh, you know, is a bit of wind and some swell out wider, but, uh, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But it's not going to be a real... It's not going to uh, hit that coast, coastline, but yeah, I was tracking it yesterday on, on, on the future models of what we're looking at, and, and it is showing that uh, it, it moved yesterday, actually, off the coast further. It was really hitting the coast. Uh, you know, we're going in for, um, you know, 1,000 millimetres of rain, all that sort of stuff, but um, at this stage, it's actually moving further off the coast, uh, which is good news, uh, but hugging all the way down towards you know, New South Wales, off Sydney and all the way down, so... Yeah, we'll keep a close eye on it because, like I said, that one changed yesterday a couple of times yesterday and it's still 10 days away from this area. Um, so, yeah, interesting. I was talking to the guys from Big Cat yesterday, actually, um, James Hathay, and uh How is James? He's good, mate. He's got a trip. Oh, he's panicky. He's got a trip going out on Monday at the Swains. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not going to Ken or something like that, so it's not too bad. No, no, not the Semrez or anything. No, no, no. But he did say to me, he goes, um, so, uh, you know, um, yeah, what do you think? <laughs> and I went, oh, look, I think go, but, you know, come Friday, have a real good look at it, and, um, you know, you can always slip in uh, in front of it, just make sure your boat, you know, you're going to do 15 knots instead of, and try and get back in if you can. <laughs> it's amazing how much black smoke you can you can blow out the exhaust pipes when, when you've got something like that behind you. <laughs> I love it, mate. Absolutely. Well, you'll be you'll see him coming to be that that little uh, little red dot on the horizon with a, with about a forty foot wave behind it. We'll see what happens anyway. But uh, yeah, interesting. But um, you know, hey, I went crabbing yesterday. I'm just going to check the pots now, actually, before the share farmers get out there. But it's uh, it's good. We've got plenty of uh, blue swimmers yesterday, which is fun. Got some nice crabs and um, no shortage of them, actually. And, and I've got one female and uh, I think it was about eight eight, uh, eight males in the day. So, you know, it's actually really good. It worked, it worked quite well. Yeah, it's good to see because yeah, well, different rules up there. Females, you've got to put back. Where in New South Wales, yeah, you can't got, keep them oh, except if they're a rat. Oh, oh, absolutely. You, you know, I, think, um, I, think it's, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. You got to. You know, it just it just gives us a little bit more chance to to keep the uh, to keep the, the stocks healthy, uh, and and that we do. Uh, you know, sometimes it gets a bit difficult. I know in the Rang River you don't get a lot of male mud crabs, and the canals you do a few. But you know, compared to the Cooma River, it's different. Like you know, it's, it's like years ago, a lot of the males were taken, and therefore there wasn't enough there to to restock or replenish that um, that system. But it's still very similar. You don't get a lot of mud crab in the Rang. But you get a, a a lot more coming further north, so yeah, it's interesting how that works. Actually, I'm, I'm surprised how many female mud crabs you have there with only one nipper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had to think for a little bit. <laughs> That's what happens up there all the time. I how many stir fries you do that always have three claws in there? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they shouldn't do that. Me, by the way, That's not me. Not you, no, no. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a, a good day. We've got light to variable winds. The boat ramp here is absolutely jam-packed at the moment. So, you know, but, um, everyone, I'm looking at all these all these guys. So every one of them, uh, you know, they, they drive past you. You're undoing your, your, your bat and the de- your boat and the de-rigging area. Everyone drives past and then they pull up in front of the boat ramp 
in the turning circle and do the deer rigging now. I don't understand that. Yeah. Anyway. It's common that. courtesy and etiquette. Yes. That's yeah. what it's all yeah. about. Yeah, that one had a window a long time ago. Uh, morning, morning low tide at the moment. Looking really nice. I think it's going to be a fantastic start to the day. A bit of northeasterly coming through later on. But uh, I think if you're certainly keen to get out there and have a look-see today, it's probably one of those days you could definitely give it a go. And 30-plus okay. is going to be required because uh, it's going to be an absolute thing for it again. 50-plus. you guys are? Yeah, look, we got a good storm through here last night down south, but uh, it'll be nice yeah, today. Yeah. It'll, and the storm again this afternoon. Actually, you know, you should do a story on Step Outside about boat ramp etiquette. You think? I think so, too. Yeah, I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he could hold, do a whole documentary on boat oh, etiquette. he can, yes. <laughs> oh, I think we should just put GoPros up around every boat ramp and make an absolute <laughs> sick show on it on a Saturday night for the family to watch. It'd be the new Hey Hey it's Saturday. Like, you just, you know... Hey, hey, we're going boating. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Put your hand up, though, if you've, if you've never made a mistake at a boat ramp. Yeah, that's right. Oh, <laughs> I think, we, mate, we, yeah, we've, we've all made mistakes. And, yeah, anyways, <laughs> it's all cool, though, isn't it, really? Yeah, it's yeah. always good to have a laugh at someone else's expense, though, isn't it? <laughs> it's always as harmless as that word. Oh, excuse me. It's, you know, um, unbelievable. I shouldn't say that. But, yeah, un- un- just another guy. Just drives straight past. Like, I'm incredible. <laughs> Oh, my God. Anyway, I've got to be careful what I do here. But um, it's one of those things, guys. So, so you just got to be, uh, you know, enjoy the waterways, enjoy the day. and uh, But um, don't let it get to you right now because uh, things are going to get a little bit pear-shaped before you actually hit the water. We don't want that to happen. Um, I tell you, if anyone's uh, going out there at the moment uh, offshore fishing, the Mulloway have been on the bite in sensational, sensational numbers. And uh, particularly on the local ground. So the area is just northeast of the actual, um, northeast of the Southwood Sea by the artificial blocks. That's probably an area that you really want to get up there and, and give it a good crack, give it a hit. Um, using live baits has been really good at the moment. Um, so there's not a lot of current there. You're only fishing in around 25 to 30 metres of water. Tops. So there's not a lot of, uh, not a lot of water there, you know what I mean? Um, and also for those who want to have a good go as well, you can try further up around the back end of uh, the jumping pin. Uh, the jumping pin bar is holding some really nice um, some nice fish at the moment. Um, and if you really want to get out there and have a crack as well, you could also try the back areas uh, up around the wreck area, which is going into the jumping pin. That's going to be around um, uh, the sea dragon. That's holding some nice fish. Uh, cotton reefs, the, um, also the Sully's reefs and the cathedral grounds. They're probably your main spots that are going to be holding good fish at the moment. So I'd have to suggest that if you're going to do it, that's, that's the area that you'd really want to give it a go on. Paulie, Paulie, we're going to let you go. We want to find out about Step Outside, and I will tell you I'll leave my mobile phone on today in case you need bail money later. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I gotta, this guy is just cutting behind me. And well, this is a four-lane boat ramp on the Gold Coast, and you can tell, you can tell the nuffies when they turn up um, because... They've all turned up. It's just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Step outside today. We are back. We've had the last three uh, three weeks sabbatical uh, due to the sport on uh, on Seven Mate. So, um, you know, we're we're back on today, and we're actually catching snapper float line ears in the Shimano Snapper Special, which is a fantastic light uh, rod with a bait runner. Float lining for good nobbies. Um, taking out um, actually my hairdresser mate uh, Barber, Barber Nick. Looks like Jason Momoa. Looks like his brother. Absolutely <laughs> cracking fella. So check it out. It's on today, two thirty p.m. around the country, and uh, yeah, enjoy. Okay, <laughs> thanks, Paul. You have a great day and good luck with it out there. <laughs> so, uh, I get the nullah nullah. See ya. <laughs> play, play the Rocky thing for wait, him. Wait till he gets out of the car and stands up. They go, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> We'll take a break. It's the High Tide, the Super Network. Afternoons with Brent Multitude. How dare they release those murderous criminals onto our streets? That's a joke. They had a very clear idea that this was possibly the decision that the High Court was going to hand down. Brent Multitude. Well, they're guilty of being reactive rather than proactive. Well, the government goes off on their own tangent, and then all of a sudden they disclose it to you and I. And then we go, wow, well, I don't agree with that, but it's too late. Afternoons with Brent Multitude. 
Why don't you take your taste buds on a chocolate holiday with the irresistible chocolates from Byron Bay Chocolate Company? A local success story, the family-run factory produces spectacular chocolates to match our spectacular region. Locally sourced nuts, fruits and berries are lovingly coated in the finest chocolate to create these gourmet products that leave you wanting more. Treat yourself this holiday season. Try their world-famous Moon Macadamias. Look for the Byron Bay Chocolate Company at quality independent outlets. There's nothing like Razorback 4x4. They make Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers, which offer protection like no other. So you can get out and about knowing that the interior is protected from spills, mud, sand, dogs, even messy family members. Razorback 4x4 have the strongest, most comfy seat covers this side of the black stump, and they're customizable with free shipping Australia-wide. Head to razorback4x4.com.au and grab some for your four-wheel drive today. That's razorback4x4.com.au. Trying to choose new flooring, window furnishings or rugs for your home? Choices Flooring's Room View makes it easy to find the look you've been searching for. Whatever the space or your flooring needs, simply take a photo of the area in your home and select your flooring styles, window furnishings or rugs from the thousands of colours, styles and texture options. Using Choices Flooring's Room View, you can see your selections right in your own home. Then send your favourites to your local Choices Flooring store to book a free measuring quote. If building a new home is on your radar, you should think about doing it the Powell Kit Homes way. For your peace of mind, Powell Steel Frame Homes are six-star energy efficient and can be upgraded to C2 Cyclone and Bushfire Flame Zone ratings. To find out how you can build your own home the Powell Kit Homes way, you go to Powell, that's P-A-A-L, kithomes.com.au or you can phone Powell on 1-800-024-912. Got it? 1-800-024-912. There's a conversation going on. It's a conversation that will never end. Radio 2SM is at the centre of it all, connecting you to what really matters. To the issues you care about. To the debate you want to be part of. This is Radio 2SM. Listen to 2SM online. 2SMSuperNetwork.com more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Only Welcome back go. to High Tide. Grant Allen and Peter Sayer in the studio. Peter, you've just come back from a long trip. You eat a lot of fish over there. Cicatera. Yeah. For those who don't know what it is <laughs> and what's that. Okay, so Cicatera is a toxin that builds up in usually reef fish. Um, fish like uh, red bass, coral trout. Chinaman. Uh, Chinaman um, and barracuda. Um, the the outcome of the build-up of this toxin uh, causes a reversal of senses um, and gastric and tiredness and things like that. Now, I had it um, a couple of years ago, and it, it had hung around for a couple of years, uh, so I'm very, very cautious of what fish I eat. Um, and the other thing I discovered later in the uh, the um, adventure of having the cicatoa or the cicatoxin poison um, was it causes pain in joints, in particular in the knees. Okay. Uh, in my case, and another person who I was talking to had the same thing. So I'm over in the Solomons, and um, as I said, I didn't want to spear or shoot any fish that might have been around a village because I'm taking their food. But um, we'd done this particular village uh, quite a big favour for them and got them back on their feet again. And they said, oh, come in and we've got a big feast going on tonight. And amongst it's some fish. And if I eat fish these days, I always ask, what is it? Where did it come from? Et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, we didn't think about it this particular time. And we went up there and I had a big feed of um, this beautiful white fish and enjoyed it. Back to the boat. And I started to feel a little bit of gastric coming on and a little bit of pain in some joints and that sort of stuff. And I'm starting to think, what is it? So we had one of the uh, local young lads on board and uh, we're going along. This is uh, about a week later. and uh, we're, we're going along and we cooked up on some um, barracuda. Right. So I went to unhook it and he says, oh, yeah, we'll have these. These are great. These are great. So I've got a funny feeling that I've eaten barracuda again and right now I'm limping around everywhere. I've got particularly sore knees and... Uh, 
bit of fatigue that I'm feeling. Not, not as bad as I had the first time, but, um, yeah, so the sick of toxins is something that you, you don't want to play with. Cause no, it, 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 it's those apex fish, and they look perfect. There's, you can't spot anything wrong with them. No, no. They say if you put it out in the sun and the blowflies land on it and stay there for more than 15 minutes, it's okay to eat. <laughs> Is this before you scaled it or after you scaled it? <laughs> I have seen a, a case, though, um, where we, we – um, I was working as an aquarium catcher out of Cairns. We're coming back in. We picked up on a couple of barracuda, which we you know, we wouldn't eat. But um, the bloke we've said, oh, we'll take this back for the dogs. The dogs love fish, and I'm a bit short, a bit low, low on fish. We'd usually get a bit of Spanish mackerel or something. Mm-hmm. So the dogs come running up after this stuff was cooked up and, you know, no, they usually they chew straight in the fish and spit the bones out. They're, they're very experienced fish eaters. But on this particular occasion, with a particularly large uh, barracuda, these dogs running up and put the skids down and just stopped and looked around and, you know, and sort of shook their heads and Ooh. walked away. They knew. They I could, don't know. They could smell Ooh. it and taste it. Yeah, yeah. That's mm. interesting, isn't it? Yeah. But that's you know, with any fish, and I think some of the kingies can actually get it too. Kingfish. I don't know about kingfish, yeah. but I do know that the Spanish mackerel that were getting down around New South Wales, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's now a maximum size that they take Spanish mackerel into the markets, or at least there was. Yeah. Um, the Spanish mackerel definitely get it. Um, then you get other fish that you don't. Uh, uh, green job fish don't get it. No. Uh, wahoo don't get it. Um, yeah, so they're, they're safe to eat. And green job fish eat all right. Yeah, I, I nothing like wrong with those. Yeah, they're nice. Yeah, yeah, and they're good fun to catch. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're they're an interesting fish to spear as well, because right. um, you can bait them in. They're, they're very hard to get close to normally, but if you bait the fish in, um, just with a little bit of um, a chum of some sort, okay. um, then they'll come in and they're, they're a lot lot easier to get close to. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about baiting the fish in. Uh, wore up the wet Sundays the other week. Um, we went to Mandaray Bay in the top northeastern corner of Hook Island. Yep, I know. Yep. And only two little moorings there, but the fish there have been trained. The boats go in, a little bit of fish food out the side, and you just jump in and swim around with them and touch them. And like massive big humphead of Maori wrasse, big black GTs, mm. big rainbow runners. And I'm talking hundreds of fish around you. Isn't it, isn't it great to see that we, we live in a country where most people will respect that? Yes. Yet in other other places around the world, people just go and go, oh, we'll take this and eat it. Yeah. No, no. Um, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a fan of green zones. At, at first, I, I wasn't, um, and it, it definitely depends on how they, how much they affect the area where you're in. So if yeah. the green zone is, uh, uh, in, in my case where I live at Port Douglas, um, if you might travel five miles and then you've got a green zone and then another yeah. five miles and you can fish. But what you will know is that if we're not fishing those green zones, we'll always have a fish stock that will recover a reef. Yeah. So if we got to a dire straits situation where a reef was really suffering, you could close that and the fish stock from the green zone will restock the um, the uh, blue the zone, which is the yeah. fishing zones. Yeah. yeah. No, it was interesting up there because the moorings, there's two moorings, there are two-hour moorings and there's some tender moorings and everyone was etiquette and courtesy. You'd go in there... You'd have a swim with them. You'd move on to let other boats come in, which is the right way to do. No one was trying to hog it for the day type of thing. Yeah, yeah. But, That's, um, the, the moorings are great, particularly, oh, yeah. on, particularly on roofs. Queensland do a great job so with the courtesy of people. Sorry. Sorry. Good. Good, yeah, nice try. <laughs> but the charter boats go in there as well. But, uh, yeah, no one's trying to fish or do anything wrong, which is good. But it's just the courtesy mooring system up through Queensland so well documented and how it works. It is a good thing. And it, it, and it saves the ecology as well. It works. And yeah. it, it, saves, it saves boats getting wrecked for people who don't know how to anchor. <laughs> <laughs> And, and there's, there's one added advantage also, and that is if you've had a few to, a few beers to drink and, or you want to drink a few beers while you're on a mooring, which is a registered mooring, you're able to do so. That's right. Mm. I've got a question for you, and it's always a contentious point. Uh-oh. If you're on a mooring, any, any mooring at all, of a night time, you do not need to have an anchor light. But if you're on anchor, you've got to have an anchor light. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd not only have an anchor light on, I'd lift my deck lights on Yeah, that's as well. I'm the same. I put lights on, but it's just silly because people don't know where the moorings are. Pit water is a classic example. Yeah, exactly. If you anchor between two boats that are in a mooring, you've got to have a light on, mm. but they don't have lights on. So how do you know who to run into and who not to run into? And, and, and my moorings the furthest out towards the channel. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I can come in of a night and I've got it on my GPS and easy as. But I tell you what, I wouldn't want to be cruising in 
mm. amongst other boats trying to pick up my mooring with other moorings yeah. lying around. And they can be, it doesn't take much light, as, as you both know, to, to blind you out of seeing okay. something in front of you. But just, uh, it just seems an anomaly in the regulations. It does. So the other thing that gets me is these yachties. <laughs> Looking across, yeah, uh, they put a masthead light on. Yeah, it's not a masthead, like an anchor light up on top of the mast. Yeah. But when you're looking and coming into an anchorage, you're looking yeah. down parallel down. to the water. Up you're not 15 looking metres. up. Yeah. Please put a lower light on. Yeah. <laughs> put some lights on. <laughs> yes. With LEDs now, there's no reason not to. It, yeah, exactly. Even solar powered LEDs sitting on the back. Um, yeah. on the back of the boat. Mm. You know? Um, yeah. Do the Good right point. thing. Yeah, I've I've got three. Um, well, one at the base of my mast, one three quarters, well up near the spreaders. But that'd be a spreader. That'd be a spreader light to, for the deck. Yeah, but switch them on. Yeah, yeah. switch yeah. them on. It doesn't got, keep us awake. You've got solar power, so it's not a problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As I say, the, the lights can be self-contained garden lights. That's right. <laughs> not a big <laughs> yeah. deal. Doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't. Yeah. Peter, thank you very much for coming this morning. Always a pleasure. Absolutely, it's a pleasure. I just love to talk to um, talk about boats. Basically, it's what we are: boating and fishing. We've loved, I've loved the, the the knowledge, and I actually, after one of your chats, you were talking about, and I don't want to. I'm, I'm doing this this time so we don't get you feel like you're being dragged into a conversation you don't want to talk about about the commercial fishers, uh, the big factory ships. And I watched one during the week, and oh my god, I was absolutely blown away by how much they're pulling out a day. Oh yes, and they, they take everything. And that's it? yeah, and that's uh, they're not mentioning the bycatch in that. They're just right. what they put in the fridge, and just, incredible. Oh, Trouble with it all is balancing up. If you want to eat seafood in a restaurant, mm. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Damned if you do, it's, damned it's, if you don't. It's yeah. a balance. Yep. Okay, thank you, everyone. Uh, it's nearly time for us to go. But, um, hopefully, Kieran will be back with us. On the phone next Saturday. I think he's staying up in Queensland for a while. Mm. But uh, that's good. I should mention Blake's Marine as well. It's open tomorrow. So if you want any Stacer boats or bar crushes, we can look after you. But again, Peter, thank you very much for coming in. Your knowledge is uh, very extensive. Thank you, Alan. Great to, to listen to. I yeah. love <laughs> listening to your stories. And look forward to the next time you, you head out again too. And hopefully we can do What's the same. What's your Facebook page? Peter Sayer these days. I have a, an issue with Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> we all do, don't we? <laughs> Sayer is S-A-Y-R-E. Yeah, Peter, Peter Sayer. Sayer. There you go. S-A-Y-R-E. And don't forget Coral Sea Explorers for the, if you'd like to buy one of my books. There so, you go. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Same time, same channel. And next weekend, as Kira say, keep your the sky and safe boating, everyone. Mama's fridge Where the wobbler and the dragonfly Knew us like they knew River bend, but as sure as yabbies bite your toes, this boyhood story had to end. Super Network News. Israeli government has approved a ceasefire deal that will see the release of at least 50 hostages. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has vowed the war will continue until Israel achieves all of its goals. Whenever news breaks, we are there. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has concluded his time at the APEC summit. No formal trade deal has been agreed on between nations and any deal created will not include China. Super Network News is immediate, independent, unbiased. Paramedics across New South Wales are planning to take further industrial action. They're concerned that the New South Wales government is refusing to fulfil its election promise of a real pay rise. The top 1% of the world's wealthiest people produce more carbon emissions than the bottom 66%. That's according to a new report, which claims the emissions will cause 1.3 million deaths from rising temperatures. Super Network News. Who am I?